So in Exodus chapter 24, God himself came within, uh, in the midst of the Israel, and he made his covenant. That's the core um, key of his reign of Israel. And Israelites were called to be the people of God. And then Israelites, through the book of Leviticus, they have become the people who worship, and through book of Numbers, they have now been appointed as the army of God. And now, through the life of wilderness in, in those 40 years, within those 40 years, at the end of those days, as they, as they uh, face ahead this land of promise, Canaan, Moses um, is talking to his people, Israelites, and as his final preaching and sermon, um, this is uh, what uh, this is all about uh, Deuteronomy, how Moses is uh, speaking his last sermon to to his people. It's like his last will. So. This is his final sermon and preaching. So if you look at um, chapter 1 through 4, um, Moses is talking to the Israelites why they wandered in the wilderness. And the reason, the wickedness, why um, God had to make the Israelites to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And from... Uh, Chapter 5 to 26 is about the summarize, summarization of the law. Uh, depending on how I will be preaching this part, um, the, the amount of the, the sermons of the whole Deuteronomy will depend. But to, to summarize it short, uh, you have to love your God with your all your might, strength, and your heart. If you look at the law, originally, it's not it's not in the level of do this or do that. The nuance is like it's like that, but but one of the core keywords of the Deuteronomy is the commandments. And it's different from the commandment of the world. In the world, when we say commandments, you have to obey that because of the power that the person who is commanding you. But, but in terms of um, Deuteronomy, in the context of Deuteronomy, when we hear the word commandments, it's like obeying to God um, out of our love toward Him. But why is why did God, who loves you so much, who loves the life so much, um, prepare this law commandments to the Israelites? Why is He emphasizing so much to the Israelites that do not be spoiled, do not be contaminated by the world, do not touch the the um, corpse, do not touch the dirty things? Why? Because He wants to be divided from become a sacred people. He wants the Israelites to be um, completely uh, distinguished from the world, from the, the, um, 
all the other tribes in, in Canaan. But, but the reason why the Israelites uh, were all um, annihilated, the whole generation of Israelites were annihilated in the wilderness, was um, all, all because of their weakness, wickedness and their, their uh, syncretism. And throughout the rest of the book appears the uh, blessing of the Moses and, and appears the last um, recommendation of Moses toward the Israelites, the tribes of Israelites in uh, chapter 17 to 33, 34. But anyways, uh, I will try to follow this, this, this flow, but I'm expecting how God will um, use me throughout this sermon. I'm not sure whether I will jump over to New Testament and jump back to Old Testament. But, you know, I'm, I have no intention to preach long, but um, have faith. Listen, listen to the sermon by faith. The strength of Deuteronomy is it continues the same message again and again, but, but if you look at it closely, um, the reason why uh, Moses is repeating the same message back and uh, again and again is not because he forgets it, but because it's so important. Because of its importance. So in Deuteronomy, whether you will be blessed or not uh, lays here. If you consider those all repeated message as the same old story, then that's that's over. But you should be able to um, realize, oh, this is why my life has been ruined. This is why I have gone through a wrong path. You have to be able to see the wickedness that hinders you from being obedient to God. And if Israelites have heard the message of Moses in that kind of um, attitude, then they would have never um, wandered in the wilderness that, for that long time. Well, of course, it applies to all the other preachings too. So let's begin looking the whole chapter of chapter one. Chapter one is important because it's the it's like the introduction to the book itself. So from verse one to five is the introduction. Um, is the it, it, it explains the, the background, the, the setting of, of the Moses' preaching. In verse 1, it appears the setting. Um, wilder, in, the, in the wilderness east of Jordan, that is, in the Arabah, opposite uh, soup between Paran and Tophel, Laban, Hazeroth, and Dizahab. Um, I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, what exactly is this place? Is. If you are curious, go to Pastor Jong Song Woo and ask him. But anyways, but this this word here, uh, in the wilderness east of the Jordan, uh, in the original language of Hebrew, it appears as um, in the wilderness, in the midst of uh, uh, forest Araba. 
So in the wilderness somewhere, somewhere in that wilderness, in the midst of uh, forest Araba, uh, Moses was preaching in front of the tribe of Israel. But anyways, Moses was preaching there, and, and that place was near, near the place, um, near the land of the promise. Verse 2, um, it takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by the Mount of Seri Road. So, um, Mount Seri is located in the area of Edom. In the region of Edom, uh, located was this Mount Seir. Oh, in Jordan, uh, uh, the, the Petra is located near there, Mount Seir. So it's, it's around there. For your information, Mount Sinai, the, the exact location of Mount Sinai is being found recently. But, anyways, um, so Israelites they moved from Mount Sinai to Mount Seir and toward Kadesh Barnea, right next to the um, Jordan River, they can see it with their eyes. and. And it took them um, 11 days to, to go there. And what it's saying is that it's a very um, short distance. And it took them 11 days and they did not like walk 24 hours. So, so it's not that far from, from the placed in from the wilderness they have been wandering. They spent two years in Mount Sinai and they left and it took them 11 days from Mount Sinai to that wilderness. And if, and so what is saying, it's a short distance and it was possible for Israelites to go straight from Egypt to enter into land of Canaan for within one month. But the reason why they have wandered um, in the wilderness for 40 years um, is because of their, their wickedness. And we also need to see, um, are we also uh, wandering in the wilderness? And if we are wandering, what's the reason that make, makes me wandering in the wilderness? And within the, with the heart of repentance, we have to listen to that. So let me give you an example. 32 years I have been running with God. Of course, there has been time that I have been wondering and I have fallen into despair. But I'm not talking to myself, but in the eyes of God, I have um, arrived at this point uh, nearly having no, no time of wondering 
It took me 30 years to, to get here. Of course, there have been times that uh, it, took, it um, exhausted me, but I have never turned my, myself directly to the world. With all the persecution, with all the um, difficulties, I still did not turn myself away from God. So, so in my life, I, I am aware of why I have wandered in my lifetime and why I have spent um, my time in the wilderness. But um, to you guys, to the Sabbath stage, uh, the, the, very, the shortest distance, shortest uh, shortcut to the Sabbath, you need to be able to see why I am not able to go on that path. We were all supposed to uh, take that shortcut to the, the direct route to the Lord, but, but what's the reason why I took a different path and why I wander around? And you, sh- you guys all should be able to serve God with glory, right? You have to enter the Sabbath day as soon as possible in order to uh, lift up the glory to, to the Lord. But instead, just like Israelites, keep complaining and falling down, stumbling, and keep living by your flesh. Of course, of course, of course, it's because they're, they're the Israelites. That's the reason why God allowed them to live in the wilderness. We cannot say all the lives in the wilderness are meaningless, but we need the time of wilderness and we need time of wandering, but it was unnecessary and it was a spiritual loss for the Israelites to spend 40 years. And even more, the first generations of the, of the, the Exodus generation, they were not able to enter into the land of promise. And to us, we should not face the same situation. We should not um, be the same. We should not be the same. At least before the time that we finish our our life, we should be able to enter into Canaan, the the glory. It's not like my own goal, my own will, my own plan, but it's God's God's objective for us. I will make you glorious. I will make you pure and blameless. I will make you holy and blameless. It's God's choice, not us. So we don't have anything else to do. We need to be able to believe. All we have to do is to believe that we are God's children. And until the day we die, we have to enter into the Sabbath state, into the canon. We should be able to meet God in this glorious state. That's our only goal. And not being able to um, meet this objective of God and not being able to enter into canon, how unfortunate is that? But instead, keep struggling, stumbling, keep, you know, trying, uh, wrestling with your flesh. How miserable is that? It's not miserable because you, you are unfortunate and you are not just being able to do that, but you lost all your dignity, your all holiness, but you are not being able to enjoy all those glory in this world. So you should not be able to do that. You should not uh, be like that. So in that context, the purpose of Deuteronomy is so important to us. It's a short distance that you can um, reach that place for within 11 days. 
in verse 3, In the fortieth year, on the first day of the eleventh month, Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. All those forty years, even Moses, at the time of his end time of his life, he's, um, you know, talking to the Israelites, um, not complaining, but saying, uh, saying to them, uh, all because of you, uh, I have not been able to enter into the land of promise. I'm now preaching this to you. But the lesson here is that uh, we should not be like this. We should enter um, into the uh, land of promise and keep empty ourselves in the time of wilderness. And we should spend this um, time of wilderness as short as possible. Why? And, and, and Deuteronomy allows us to see why, why we should be like that. So in, in this first time of the sermon of Deuteronomy, oh, this is the reason why I am wandering in the wilderness. And the people who are continuously living the life in the direction of God, they are keep being renewed, keep uh, being revolutionized. This is normal. This is ordinary. It's like walking, uh, taking step by step and keeping renewed. Just like your body is keeping renewed by circulating your um, water and blood. Your if you continue to um, st- take, keep in step with, with the Lord, it's natural for you, it's normal for you to be renewed. And in my experience, it's, it's true. Sometimes I'm aware, aware of it, or sometimes I'm unaware of it, but no matter whether I'm aware of it or not, I'm keeping renewed. Yesterday, I, I was uh, very... Um, unsatisfied towards some people but the next day I begin to have this mercy upon the people He's making jokes about the to the chandusanims to the to the pastors um, that he when he was chandusanim he was not able to go on a vacation something like that. He's making fun of him. Anyways, um, verse four. This was after the the after he had defeated Shion king of the Amorites who reigned in Heshbon. And at Edrei had defeated Og king of Bashan, who reigned in Astaroth. This is the record of um, Israelites being able to defeat all the, the um, foreign tribes in the east side of Jordan. And they had no intention to have war between them, but because these kings, these um, pagan kings, they they um, taunted these Israelites. 
But they had these. They were very civilized. They were very um, developed on tribes. But God allowed them allowed them to experience this great victory and let God want them to know that um, if I am with you, you will be always victorious. This will appear later on. But um, it's right after that, that great victory, uh, Moses began to preaching. So, so that's the reason why uh, Moses' sermon was more influential because they have just experienced this great victory. And while Moses is preaching, um, this pillar of cloud and fire is next to the Israelites. But still, there were people who were not believing in God at that time too. So you need to be able to see how evil this this um, wickedness in in the human beings are. So you should be able to see, uh, look into yourself and see that um, it is impossible for you to live out of your own possibilities. What I have, what I can do, what I think uh, can never make me live in this earth. And you should always uh, be reminded of this. So once who look at uh, his own wickedness um, can see this. But, but the reason why people wonder is because they cannot see this wickedness. And the reason, the main reason why you wonder is because you have been lazy at examining yourself what kind of evil you have in you, what kind of wickedness you have, and how, how, um, how you are influenced by the Babylon. So you have no chance to repent because you are keep living by your own flesh, you are living by Babylon. Well, of course, of course you can repent, but there are times that you cannot repent. Why? Because of the wickedness that you have been stacking. So the lesson we are learning here is that we should not reach that point. Verse 5, East of the Jordan in territory of Moab, Moses began to expound this law, saying, So, so in a big, big concept, um, the east of the Jordan in the territory of Moab, it means they are um, in the territory of Canaan. Uh, that's not that important. From 6 to 8, verse 6 to 8, begin, begin, this is the picture of Moses commanding the Israelites to go and conquer the land of Canaan. After the 11th day from Mount Sinai in the land of Kadesh Barnea, um, Jehovah uh, God commanded the Israelites to go and conquer. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. So in Mount Sinai, they have prepared many things. Book of Leviticus prepared them to become the tribe of worship. And Book of Numbers uh, prepared them to become army. For two years, they have been prepared. So two years of Mount Sinai. What's, what's the time for? It was not time for them to uh, live 40 years in the wilderness, but it was time for them to be prepared for this conquering world of this crusade to land of Canaan. 
So Book of Leviticus taught them that uh, being victorious in the worship is the most important key to be victorious in the war. So here each day, if you become victorious in this worship, all the uh, worst of the enemy within this week will be over, will be end. If Deacon Che uh, be blessed today, the construction in the new building will be finished next, next week. Let's move on. Verse 7. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, uh, and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites, and to Lebanon, see as far as the great river, the Euphrates. You know, you, should, you guys don't have to know the exact uh, name of the territories, but, but these are all the territories, land of promise that has been promised to Moses. And from Mount Sinai, and if you go up north, you can go up to Mount Hermon, and you can go up, reach the Syria, Lebanon. All those, those lands were uh, supposed to be the land of Israelites. Never in history of Israelites, um, never have the Israel um, have conquered this whole land uh, to Syria and Lebanon that uh, God had promised to the Israelites. <laughs> and there will be another day that Israelites will recover this land and when is it? it's the, at the end of the third world war and and this land that has been promised to Israelites, Look, what, what should we see here? We should be able to see here that Israelites failed to um, receive the land of promise by faith that has been given to them. What does this mean? And the issue is that not upon not being able to receive these by faith, but instead, instead, um, it will surely become a thorn to you later. If God uh, commanded them to annihilate uh, Amorites, then you have to annihilate them. But if you leave um, some some people behind, then it they will become a thorn to you later in your life later on. If you do not uh, react by faith, uh, it, will, it will come back to you later as a thorn. And let's say, let's say if a person from his birth, let's say if the, if the person can uh, intake 
whatever that is harmful for him for for all his life uh, he will probably be able to live maybe like 900 years just like Methuselah I have seen this one news about sugar and it was mentioning it was explaining the sports player uh, it was talking about some sports sports player uh, that are most influential in the world who are over age of 40 who are like football players who are golf um, golfers and it's the news of probably Tom Brady Tom Brady yeah. and this person who wrote this news um, explained about this sugar and Tom Brady he said uh, Tom Brady never he, he managed himself so so well that he have never uh, intook sugar uh, <laughs> allowed sugar intake for, for his entire career and see how tremendous it is how well you can manage your body if you just um, restrain yourself from sugar intake in that context and whatever but, but whatever we um, whatever we take cannot um, uh, well, never mind, I lost. But pain and suffering is a matter of our choice and you can delete that. It itself cannot bring pain to you. If you, let's say, if you do not have money, if you don't have money, it itself, if you have faith, you will, you should, you can be, you can um, choose yourself not to choose that as, as a pain. And your pain on your body for example, myself never um, take medicines out out of uh, look clinic, right? But most of my cases in my in my um, physical pain, I do not choose the pain. And sometimes, if I choose to live by faith without taking medicine, uh, it will disappear. Of course, I take minimal intake of this um, diabetes um, medication. <laughs> but anyway, it's just like this. Within this life of uh, wilderness, if they have been able to receive everything by faith, then they were able to um, be exactly in God's plan, but but historically, historically Israelites were never able to uh, follow God's order and God's commandment. In our word, in our terminology, instead of receiving God's promise by faith, instead you just let them go, let it go. So you keep um, wandering in, in the wilderness.
보라고요. 하시네요. 저희 So this is how unfair your life will be if you do not live by faith. If you live by Babylon, you should be able to see how poisonous it will be in your life. So, 32 years ago, I, I saw this, this um, doctrine. I saw this, this, how poisonous it is. I began uh, closing my eyes toward the word. So for a certain period of time, I closed my eyes, closed my ears. For many days, I fasted, and within those fasting, I uh, fasted my words too. Why? Because I see all the wickedness within me. What should I? What can I say? If you live by unbelief, this will result your life wander in the wilderness. So within, uh, with this, this listening to Deuteronomy, you should be able to uh, have this anger toward Babylon, toward your wickedness. Our young adults in during the conference, because you guys were blessed, you 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 are sensing your wrath toward the enemies, right? Let's move on. Verse eight. See, I have given you this land. Go and take possession to land. The Lord swore he, he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God's word is simple. Go in, conquer, take, take, possess. So all you need to do is just have faith and receive the commandment. But because you are having lots of unbelief, you are not being able to take those by faith. And you are having something else. You are keep falling into syncretism. Always. So always, if a person lives by Babylon, you will have many standards that you think it's perfect. And you should be, you are keep continuously um, satisfied that standards. But, but the truth is always simple. You don't have that standard. But Hellenistic thoughts, um, you are. You need to keep strive, strive to meet that standard, meet that perfectionism. All you need to do is just let God do. Let God take care of the situation. To some of you, it's really difficult. What it means to to let God take care. So. Letting God um, take, take care of the situation is to have this perseverance. Lay it down before the Lord. And if you are influenced by Babylon, if you lay all your things down, then you might feel that you will die, but no. So verse 9 through 18. To, to enter into the land of Canaan and conquer and in, in order to rule them, Moses, Moses is trying to make an a organization, a structure, not, not in order to, not in order to um, 
have this, this feministic structure, but instead, in order to make them very um, effective in the way to be obedient in the Lord. And I have said this many times in Book of Hake and in Book of Exodus, the church and the people of God is the ones who who only need to do who only need to obey to the commandment that is given from the above and to the Israelites it is unnecessary for them to have this complexity of this world in Yelbang Church you should not have any complaints or any hindrance living like this just just uh, letting all the commandments that come from above to flow through you and not have any hindrance. And Moses himself cannot command directly to all two million people of Israel, so he's now appointing the leaders. At that time I said to you, you are too heavy a burden for me to carry alone. Um, a burden is, does not exist in, in the original Hebrew language, but, um, but the context is quite similar. So, so Moses is saying it is too difficult for him to handle all of them. And verse 10, the Lord your God has increased your numbers so that today you are as numerous as the stars in the sky. So here, Moses is saying, um, you are too many. Now they have numbered into 2 million to 3 million, according to different scholars. They have increased. Just imagine the two or three million people walking and all wandering in the wilderness. But anyways, this is how many they have become. Verse 11, May the Lord the God your ancestor increase you a thousand times and bless you as he has promised. Of course they have been increased now, but Moses blessed them once again to increase a thousand times even more. And, and I prophesied to, to Yolbang Church that um, after one generation, before this generation is over, our Yolbang Church will become a tribal nation, a small tribal nation. Why? Why did Moses um, bless, proclaim this kind of blessing to the Israelites? Why? It's not his own belief, but but it's God's promise. What kind of promise? Ever since God has created Adam, God promised Adam to conquer and uh, prosper in the land. And God also um, blessed the Israelites with the same blessing as the, the royal children. And Israelites, the identity of Israelites is the, the the royal children. So the royal children to be prosperous in this land is the will of God. And the reason why I tell our church members to um, give birth to many children is not because 
giving birth to many children itself is good, but because uh, it is God's will to the righteous people to uh, increase in numbers. In history of South Korea, there was this king in Baekje dynasty called Uja Uja Wang, and Uja is chair, and he said chair Wang. So pun. Haha. Anyways, he he was famous for having many many um, wives. Not not necessarily wives, but Korean kings were able to have many uh, women around him, and he was famous for having like. 3,000 women around him. Um, I don't know whether it's historical effect or not, but anyways, just like him, it's God's will for the righteous people to increase in numbers. So there was nobody who understood this dignity of the Israelites like Moses. And who are you? You guys are, are the remnants. You are the kingly priests. We are not just talking about the numbers. But instead, but more than that, our, our influence, our power, um, God has His will for that to be increased too. So existentially, we are the ones to be prosperous. Look, in the history of diaspora for more than like 3,000 years, um, you can say, you can explain many uh, aspects and many factors why they were able to rebuild their country. But the most important thing is that it is, it is the um, law of the human history to have a king from genealogy of David to rule over this land. So that's the reason why Israelites cannot be exterminated from this world. So that's the reason why God restored the Israelites into a country. And because God's uh, plan and will is upon the Yalbang church to become like king, become uh, the children, sons and daughters of the king, that's the reason why um, it is inevitable for us to be prosperous. So that's the reason why the church that you are serving is Church of God. That's how important it is. So, so at the end, until the day of the Lord comes, uh, our children will be more prosperous and prosperous. I, so that's the reason why I have uh, a great expectation to our, our younger generation, our young generation, our youths. Of course, some are students, they are not believing in this. Uh, but, but if they begin to believe in this, that, oh, I am kingly son and kingly daughter, uh, through me, uh, this tremendous power of God will flow, you should be able to believe this. They will begin um, to, to pray more powerfully like this. So let's move on. Um, verse 11. Increase you a thousand times and bless you as He promised. Just like God has promised in, in um, Genesis. This is the core blessing of God toward His kingly sons and daughters. To Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He continued um, 
throughout the genealogy of the Israelites, and it still continues to flow now to the church. Verse 12, But how can I bear your problems and your burdens and your disputes all by myself? So the nuance here is not good, right? Your disputes, uh, difficulties, but all, all the problems here, here, Moses is saying that I cannot explain all your difficulties, your problems, all by myself. What Moses can do, what Moses can explain to the Israelites is what God's will is instead of explaining them all what this problem is. Verse 13, Choose some wise, understanding, and respected men from each of your tribes, and I will set them over you. Yeah, he's reading verse 13. Choose some wise, understanding, and respected men from each of your tribes. Here, wise here is not hokma, it's more like uh, understanding. Therefore, now. But, anyways, um, it's understanding itself. It's understanding God's will, understanding God's heart. What is God's will and what is God's heart? The one who understands it is the one who is wise. And here, the one who has understanding here, it means who has this discernment. So the, the core of the leadership in the wilderness is understanding God's will. One of the core, core aspects is understanding God's will. And what's the opposite word of understanding? It complains. And the re what's the reason why you cannot discern? It's because you are wearing these um, glasses of standard of Babylon. So conversely, you're saying, Moses is saying here, the ones who do not have complaints and, um, and worries. And here, respected men, respected means um, having many experiences. So this is participle of yada, the word yada, which means to know. The one who know God, who understands God, and instead uh, having discernment toward the world. So it's the same as the leaders in Acts, leaders in Second Timothy. Um, the standard is a little different, but in the big concept, they are all the same. In First Timothy, to whom, to whom did Paul say that they should become leaders? The ones who are royal, the one, loyal, the ones who are um, loyal than anyone else. It means that uh, the ones who live only by the Lord, by God. Being loyal, it means that you only uh, focus on God. Here, especially you late members, not, not you late members, to, especially the pastors, they must be loyal. You, if you are not loyal, you cannot devote yourself. Of course, there are times that I, am slack, I slack off, but, but the image of loyal, loyalty 
열심히라고도 또 저녁 가서 주인 밥상차를 들고 그래도 뭐라는 거야? appears in the New Testament, but um, I lost where he was talking about. But anyways, having this one heart toward your, your Lord, that's the loyalty of the servant. So it, it's all same here. In the church, the ones who have lots of technique, the ones who have lots of intelligence, the ones who have lots of money, you are not um, telling your church to uh, set them as the leaders, but instead, you should be able to set the ones who are loyal to the Lord become the leaders to you. So it should be our fundamentals. And only through these loyal people can receive exactly uh, from the above the commandments of the Lord. And and these commandments will only can only um, flow through the church without having any distortion, only through these loyal people. But the ones who speak according to their wants, their needs, cannot can never become leaders. Um, verse 16, and I charge you, charge your judges at the time. Here, one of the um, main jobs of the leaders was to, um, to judge people, have a trial. Trial here is not, not um, allowing them to have the authority to do whatever they want, but instead, here it said, hear the dispute between your people and judge fairly. So here, fairly means they should um, judge according to God's righteousness instead of their own righteousness. Verse 17, do not show partiality, partiality in judging. So judging, uh, trial is not upon my own judgment, my own standard, but instead I am the one who is used by God to, to have, have this judgment. So in the community, everything is under God's judgment, so no matter what kind of thing happens, what kind of situation takes place, uh, the community must not experience any complexity. If a community member uh, enter into some kind of situation, if he suffer from them more than like one month, one year, then then that, that's an evidence that you are not not a member of the community. The characteristic of the church is that you should be able to um, solve your problems, solve your spiritual spiritual bindings within a short period of time. The, what's the reason why you are not being able to do so? It's because of your spiritual um, greed, greediness, greed. Well, your brothers, you brothers, if you, because you guys don't have much relationship between between brothers, you guys don't have any issue. But our sisters, because you get upset with other sisters so many times, uh, there are some of you who do not solve your relationship between one another for more than like 10 years. That's a clear evidence that you are not... Um, a member of this community. Let's move on. 
So repent upon this. Um, judge here. Um, is here, um, here, both small and great alike, do not be afraid of anyone, for judgment belongs to God. Um, here, judge fairly whether the case is between two Israelites or between Israelites. Um, so in the church, uh, nothing matters in the church whether that person likes the same same thing that I like or that person have um, this common factor to me. It does not matter. Um, no matter what kind of person that is, you should be able to love that person passionately, just as your own body. So, because people do not understand what righteousness is, that's the reason why you hate one another. You are living like that. And righteousness, Jesus coming to this earth um, throughout all his life, he has fulfilled this righteousness. And if we receive that righteousness by faith, never in this community is possible for the brothers who have that righteousness to hate one another. And because you are not believing in this righteousness, you are hating one another. And you are living like that. Let's move on. And judge fairly um, and do not show partiality according to their looks, according to, to their, um, their you know, characteristics or anything like that. And do not be afraid of people. If you keep live by faith, live by God, you will begin to understand this Babylon is nothing. So do not be afraid of people. Some people in our church, you say that I'm not afraid of God, but I'm afraid of Pastor King. No, you should not be like that. Do not be afraid of people. Bring me any case too hard for you and I will hear it. Moses is saying, if, you, uh, if it's too hard for you, then bring that kind of case to me. And at that time, I told you everything you were to do. From, from verse 19 to verse 40, 46. So this is the main part of our sermon. So here, we will begin to see what's the reason why we need to listen to uh, Deuteronomy. Until now was the introduction. If you have a difficult heart, just repent, right? Just think that, oh, I will later, after this worship, I will go to this brother or this sister that I have issue with. I will solve this relationship with him or her. Verse 19. This is... Um, the story of the spies being sent out 
이스라엘 백성들이 40년 광야에서는 결정타를 얻어맞은 사건입니다. 그러나 사실 그 사건은 하나가 아니라 그들 그 사건이 뭘 말해주냐면 And the story of the spies, it explains is that it explains the spiritual status of the Israelites why they cannot enter into the world, the enter into land of promise. And the title of today's sermon directly uh, is being shown here. So we have to enter into this promised land with this direct route, through this direct route, instead of um, taking many detours. You should be able to clearly see yourself, why uh, um, am I going straight toward the uh, land of promise or not? If you're not, then you should um, stop, pause, and um, turn into right direction. But having a detour itself, wandering itself, has its own meaning. But but what I'm, what I'm saying here is that you should not wander for 40 years like Israelites. If you fall because of people, um, then it's it's okay. But you you should not fall because of people for like 10 years, 20 years. That's impossible. Of course, God allows you to um, have this time of suffering and tribulation for a certain period of time in order for you to be trained. But, but it's not God's will for you to be in the wilderness for 40 years. By any chance, um, I, I'm, I say that there are some people who God's will is upon them that they, they are allowed by God to wander for 40 years. But in most cases in our life of, among us, God does not want us to wander that, that long. So no matter how much you suffer, no matter how painful it is, if God, God leads you, God will show clearly this fruit that He will bear through the suffering and the, from that difficulty. Let's say you suffer so much because of money. God, um, His clear will uh, toward this prosperity. And, and in my case, through my suffering of material, God allowed me this abundance. Let's say if there's a person who keeps suffering from, from people, and let's say if God's will is upon him to be trained within the time, and later he will be able to see what will become a thorn to him, and later he will become a person who will never get hurt from people. You should be like this. And if you wonder, if you wonder that much, it means that your pillar of fire and cloud has been disappeared. God is not with you. And in that context, this is this is just base. This is fundamentals, but but this is important, right? In that context, it is important. Verse twenty. 
Verse 19, Then as the Lord our God commanded us, we set out from Horeb and went toward the hill country of the Amorites through all that vast and um, dreadful wilderness uh, that you have seen. And so we reached Kadesh, Kadesh Barnea. And verse 20, Then I said to you, you have reached the hill country of Amorites. Here um, is saying, describing the setting where it is. Verse 21, See, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, told you. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. You know, Moses is saying, describing, uh, explaining them God's promise. So, it's no different from us. God is faithful God toward, toward His promise. And if you have faith, uh, you should be able to believe that God is leading us uh, according to His promise. He is the one who fulfills His promise. He is the one who is faithful to His promise. All my 32 years with God, I have never seen God being unfaithful to me. He is always faithful. Just like this song, he is so faithful. He's always faithful. Go up and take possession of it. God's commandment is simple. Go up and take possession. Conquer and take, take possession. So all you need to do is believe in His promise. So the reason why you don't experience the fulfillment of God's promises because you are not believing in His promise, but instead you are um, allowing your thoughts to move and, and see dif different things. And if you continue to see different things from God's promise, then of course, in terms of relationship between one and one, um, what's the common thing of hearing God's voice? Um, is that you should get rid of your own thoughts in, in order to listen to God's voice. So anyways, uh, God's promise is simple. Go up and take. But what's important here, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. They should be able to go up and take possession, but if there is any factor that hinders them from go up and take the place is, is their fear. And here, what's the reason why God told them to not to be afraid? It's because um, Israel is the people who should only fear the Lord. 
within their experience of witnessing God's great miracles from Exodus and, and witnessing how fearful God is through many um, events in Mount Sinai. Israel should be the ones who only be afraid of God and not having fear, not being afraid of anything else but God is a core important factor of faith. If you totally believe in God, um, this is factor of faith, um, you should only fear the Lord. If you have faith, then surely you should be able to be like this. The ones who fear, who only fear God, He is the one who is not afraid of anything in the world. So the ones who fear God, um, the ones who fear God is never um, being afraid of anything in the world. This is normal. You cannot be afraid. I once said this story many years ago in Korea. In Korea, there was this TV show, this horror show. Um, you know, myself, I was very afraid of things like that, uh, being afraid of ghosts and monsters and something like that. And once when I was young, I saw this uh, movie of Dracula. Uh, I saw it accidentally, but after seeing Dracula, those, those uh, other monsters were... I was not afraid of those other monsters because Dracula was the most uh, fearful thing to me. But anyways, if you are afraid of people, if you are afraid of the world, it means that you are not fearing the Lord. There are many people, many of you, who are afraid of many things. That's the evidence that you are living by Babylon. <laughs> you, um, Deacon Lee, uh, you said that you are afraid of your daughter to marry a very, um, <laughs> very um, weird guy. Because you are not believing God, that you cannot change the person. So not being afraid is very important. Fear, 99%, it shows the failure of faith. So if you have fear, it will bring a great loss, spiritual loss in your life. So always, the ones who always fear the Lord, always have this, this power of faith, um, and the characteristic of that power is, is uh, being, being um, uh, what's the word? Being long, I would say. Um, it endure, endurance, endurance. Tough. 
You should be able to see, examine yourself. Not being able to endure for a long time, that it means that you are uh, fearing something. Anyways, let's move on. Um, do not be discouraged. Because you are not afraid of anything, you should be able to break through and penetrate. This is all connected to faith. It is based on God's promise, and if you are fearing only the Lord, then you should be able to endure and keep breakthrough. It means having the, this mindset that you will see the result, you will see the conclusion. And, and because God has said this is right, because God promised me, I will, I will see this conclusion of God's promise. And so you are enduring at this. It's not like you are... You are um, You are very, uh, you know, like, you want to see the result in the world, but anything like that. So, the most important thing is to have firm relationship between God. Set firm. So, do not hesitate. Just break through. So, God commanded like this. And all you need to do is just break through, right? But verse 22 begin, begins another story. Then all of you came to me and said, Let us send men ahead to spy out the land for us and bring back a report about the route we are to take and the towns we will come to. Well, of course, all the Israelites coming before the Lord itself uh, is not an issue. But you need to see uh, the reason why they came in front of Moses. But the result is explaining that they came in front of Moses in order to see Moses himself instead of seeing, uh, instead of meeting God through Moses. So it takes time for them to, uh, to decide themselves to have faith in order to go and conquer. If they have came before Moses to show their decision um, and show their faith to Moses, then that's a good thing. But here shows an unbelief and this slavery mindset of Israelites. So instead of uh, believing all God's promise and taking all that by faith, um, their, their slavery mindset, their fear, their Babylon is keeping surface. Now their unbelief is being activated. So they came before a person Moses instead of they came before the Lord. This is a matter of unbelief. I always say this this day. Whatever I say, whoever I meet, I need to see who is moving within me. If it's not by my faith, if, and if it's something that is moving within me instead of God, then you have to um, be vigilant and see this is a dangerous thing. If you are a spiritual person, no matter what kind of place you are, no matter who you meet, you should be able to pause, but if you have done something, you should be able to discern, oh, I have done something wrong, or oh, this is wrong, this is right. In, in your days, you should be able to experience this many times. Oh, I have allowed my humanism to work. Oh, I have um, 
even even in my crying, oh, I have cried according to my own emotion instead of God's um, touching. If you live by the Holy Spirit, you should be able to become like this. And here, Israelites are saying to Moses, let us send men ahead to spy out. This is the exposure of their unbelief. Let us send out a spy. In verse 29, Moses is telling the Israelites, um, Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. Then the Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you. And see, God is the one who always um, knows everything beforehand. And He's the one who is leading you through a right path. And here, Israelites, they are next to this pillar of fire and cloud. And when they are um, on their path to Jericho, because the manna stopped at that Sukkot, uh, that, that land, uh, probably the, the pillar of cloud stopped there too. And when they began to, um, when the Israelites began to live according to their own thoughts, God's guidance stops there. So this slavery mindset is nothing different, nothing special. There are many of you who are doing your own business, who you are, who you are uh, working at some place. Uh, it's all the matter of Babylon. You're the ones to rule. Uh, this rule over this world and not living by what is given from this world. If you consider yourself that you can live only uh, according to your own effort, you should strive your best to live on this earth, then it means that you are having this slavery mindset. You are living by Babylon. You should not always uh, have this in mind. This is um, slavery mindset. What to wear, what to eat, what to drink. And you're so used to live by what is given from this world. Anyways, you are all blind to the Babylon according to their, their um, Babylonian standards. You are blind to, to see what is right in God's sight. You should feel the security. You should feel this, um, this satisfaction. And they say, Israel say, they need to spy out and see the land, and they sh they want to um, see and confirm what they see, and they have to they want to um, um, have the information beforehand in order to believe in God's promise. That's all slavery mindset. And in verse thirty. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as He did for you in Egypt.
<laughs> I'm being angry toward the Israelites. And it's, it's, it's all about Babylon. I need to know, I need to uh, see before I believe. This is all Babylon. This is a, a fearful unbelief. This is a reason why they have wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They, can't, they could not enter into the land of Bring back a report about the route we are to take. In verse 33, Moses uh, answers, Who went ahead on, of you on your journey, in fire by night and in cloud by day? So look, every single hour, every single minute, God led them. But now, because they are in front of the land of Canaan, they want to spy out the land and see see what is uh, right, for, right in their eyes in order to um, take God's promise by faith. So we need to see clearly within ourselves this slavery mindset too that has been influenced by Babylon. And ever since God has created us, we are the ones to live by what is given from God. But instead, we have now turned into these miserable people who live by what is given from Babylon. And God has no lacking or, or God has no issue, no problem uh, making you live on this earth if you just, if you don't move a single finger of it. If you have truly have this identity that you are a child of God, then then, then you will have no problem living in the world. If you don't believe in this, just go to a Buddhist temple. Why are you believing a God who cannot take care of your life? Anyway, let's move on. Verse 23. This is a strong unbelief, right? And now all their unbelief is being revealed with from them. Believing people in people instead of God. Believing in their own information instead of God's promise. Having confirmation throughout their, um, their decision instead of God's promise. So in order to do that, they sent out the spies. And we should not um, use, abuse God in order to fulfill something, accomplish something in my life. Verse 23, the idea seemed good to me. And because of the unbelief, what came after? The deceit. And here, this is the reason why Moses were are, um, forsaken by God. 
And one of my core principles in my, my pastor ministry is that I don't believe in people. I never believe trusting people. Instead, I tend to love people. So you guys, no matter what you say, what you do, uh, do not try to appeal that to me. God himself um, will let me know. So here, Moses made a mistake. Um, Moses considered that idea a good because he was influenced by this. If Moses um, finished that unbelief here, then um, Israelites probably were not to experience the life in the wilderness for 40 years. You need to see this too. For 32 years in my life, um, that's the reason why I have spent certain period of time not speaking, not listening, and not seeing the world. So you guys also need to take off these glasses of deceit. First of all, in your life, all your life of wondering is because you are influenced by this deceit. It is fortunate that you don't die with this deceit. And so I, I selected 12 of you, one man from each tribe. Uh, because of deceit, Moses was not able to discern. Only two people out of the 12 um, were set firm, stand, standing firm according to God's eye, Joshua and Caleb. And this is spiritual order. It's not like this is possible and that is possible too, but no. And this deceit came from this Babylonian standard and this deceit influenced you to disarm wrong. So let's say, when I say, let's say, if I say to you, let's go this way, then spiritual people do not complain like, why is he going, uh, telling us to go this way, that way? Oh, never mind. I'll move on anyway. Amen. Verse 24. They left and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Eshkol and explored it. So the spies went out and they looked into the hill territory. Eshkol, it means that um, bearing fruit. Bear fruit. So at least from Beersheba, the reason around the time of the Sukkot, the reason why the vineyard was prosperous at the time, uh, it was probably time around Sukkot that they saw, the spies saw the graves being prosperous. And in Book of Numbers, uh, a better image was shown there that they explained that one... Um, this this one single um, cluster, cluster of, uh, of graves 
was as big as a head of a, a child, something like that. But anyways, um, verse 25, taking with them some of the fruit of the land, they brought it down to us and reported it is a good land that the Lord our God is giving us. Uh, they are not the ones to, to discern whether the land is good or bad. Let's say, what if they went to the land when they went out to spy out the land in the days of famine? How would, would have they, how they would have um, reported to Moses? So because they began from unbelief, it was probably good for them to just repent there, but instead of um, be, believing in God's eyes and believing in God's promise, they were focused on what they saw, what, they, what information they had. So this, it's all about self-centeredness, self-concentration. So Babylon is all about using God according to their own benefit. In the book of Daniel, I said this, just like the friends of Daniel, and the part where they confess that I assured, we surely believe that God will save us from this, this test but even if he does not uh, I, we still believe um, we will not forsake our God so that part is important our maturity of our spirituality is that uh, believing God himself without any reason Let's say your children are being, uh, are living well, your business is going well. Um, you should be able to give thanks to the Lord, but even, even if your children are going into ruin and if your business is, not, is failing, you should still be able to give thanks to the Lord and live praise to God. This is a characteristic of people who saw this fundamental, essential glory. With this unbelief, with this slavery mindset, influence Israelites to begin worshiping Baal instead of, Jesus, uh, instead of God. So it's, it is not surprising for the Israelites to serve uh, this golden um, calf idol when Moses left them. And it is not surprising for these days, churches these days, to uh, serve not having God uh, in, in their center because they were keep accepting the standards of Babylon. They were trying their best to satisfy their own, own flesh. And this wickedness must be removed through, uh, through this Deuteronomy. And here, fundamentally, Israelites are entering into this spiritual status that they can only rebel to God. It's not about whether the land is good or not, but what they should have focused on is whether it's promise of God or not. Verse 26, But you are unwilling to go up, you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. Even though they, they said that that land is good, but they rebelled against God to go up there. So the result, so the result is 
whether they have the information, right information or not, they fail to do God's work. With all the standard of the world, uh, they say the land is good, but they fail to go up. They fail to obey to the Lord's commandment. So surely, unbelief uh, hinders you from, disturbs you from obey to God. Here, you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And unbelief leads to rebellion against God. So commandment, the word commandment keep appears in the book of Deuteronomy. You need to understand the commandment is life. It's not a matter of you can choose, a command, choose to obey to the commandment or not, but it's the life, it's the love. Because of love, we are obeying to God. And commandment in Deuteronomy is not a matter of our choice. You must obey to God. It's God's life. And it appears uh, in verse 26 the word uh, rebellion, re rebel. And unbelief, deceit, and all these things will begin to begin to move quicker and quicker and it will begin to shut down the relationship between God. So on, before it shuts down the relationship between God, you should be able to repent as quick as possible. And verse 27, um, grumbling and complaining is the evidence of the unbelief. You're blaming God and you're saying, you're saying uh, he's the one who is um, lying, who is not uh, fulfilling your promise. If you are beginning to grumble and uh, complain, then you should be able to see that you are in a dangerous state. So in any case, you should just uh, bite your lips and say, Lord, I love you. God, I love you. In any cases. Do not ever uh, complain and blame the Lord. If you are to blame the Lord, then just, just blame me too. Blame me instead. But you need to understand that Moses was always connected to the Lord. So if you just blame the pastor and say, why is pastor like that? Then you are, it's same as pointing out your finger to, to God. Too. Anyways, here appears the word grumble. You grumbled in your tents and said, The Lord hates us, so He brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. So whenever these complaints and grumbling comes, um, it brings you to the denial of God's existence. God is God's God of love, but they begin to say, because God hates us, they have, He delivered us out of Egypt in order to destroy us. So you need to be able to see how fast this pace of unbelief is building up within the Israelites. And these enemies, they are so professional at, at ruining our spiritual status. It eventually makes us deny the existence of God, who God is. 
oh, God does not take care of me. He does not have any interest in me. He's not interested in me. He promised us anything, everything, but because you are blaming God and you are having unbelief toward God, you begin to deny who He is. And they have lost this um, purpose of God too. And I believe there are many of you who are like this too. Then you need to repent as soon as possible and return to the Lord. Verse 28. Where can we go? Here, they, they use the word we, but it's I. It means they lost their connection to the Lord. Of course, they have lived in the relationship of, with God in the wilderness, but, but nothing happened here. It's not like they have experienced a war or anything. Uh, only event that took place between here and the wilderness is sending out the spies, but they have lost all their trust and relationship between God. So, it's not about action. They, ex uh, they deny God's existence, their relationship, they lost their relationship between God. And instead of um, relying on God, to lead me throughout the wilderness, but you begin to um, concentrate on yourself. How will I, how will I um, move myself into this land? And if you are living, um, if you're experiencing these difficulties and suffering and wilderness, and if you see yourself being more distanced from, from the Lord, then you should be able to see what's uh, making you be like that. Those of you who have not experienced God, then it's possible for you to be like that, but if you have experienced God and if you are uh, confirmed that God exists in you, then more suffering you experience, you will experience more intimacy between God. This is the benefit of suffering. And the more you experience yourself, uh, being going far away from the Lord, it means that your unbelief is being strengthened. Suffering is something that uh, should allow you to be more intimate with God. You should not complain to the Lord, because of this suffering, Lord, I am feeling upset to you, Lord. No. Because of unbelief, that's the only reason why you are going far away from the Lord. Let's move on. Verse um, 28, where can we go? It's Israelites themselves um, just, just saying that they have been caught off from God's uh, relationship. Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. And they surely know here clearly 
They surely know what made them um, being cut off from the Lord. Their foolishness is being uh, expanded and expanded. They understood that um, their heart melt in fear, but they don't have any intention to go out of the fear or the despair. And they say, the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large, with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. And it's all the standard of Babylon that is centered, self-centered. If you have eyes of deceit, then you always see yourself. And you only see the standard, how strong that is, how big it is. And if you have that standards of the world, you cannot live the life of faith. Of course it is an um, exact, accurate information in terms of Babylon. Looking at Goliath, oh, he's like a giant and I'm like a grasshopper. But if you look at it spiritually, you, know, you should be able to see Goliath as an grasshopper. Unbelief always brings conclusion according to our own self-centeredness, our own information and all the influence from Babylon. You should be able to see how dangerous it is to be manipulated by, by what we see and what we touch and what we, what we um, hear. The only standard that Israelites must have is God. Then, you will begin to understand. If you have only standard God, then you will begin to understand um, that Babylon is nothing. So, ha having despair toward the world is all Babylon and self-centeredness. Israelites must have the only standard God. And you should be able to see to the world and, and proclaim to the world, you are, you are my meal. Our young adults, whenever I tell them to get married to someone, they, huh? they always say, all I need is faith, but instead of faith, they, they say, but I need this and that and that. But what they are saying is that they, they want they, their own satisfaction.
상욕이 상욕. 상욕에서 진행되는 쌍욕입니다. 쌍욕. So look, it's all deceit. Our parents, you must understand. You cannot, you cannot guarantee your children's happiness by yourself. It's all, it's all deceit from Babylon. You cannot think. You should have faith that God will take care of your children. You don't have any will to um, lay them down before the Lord. Verse 29, um, it's all the, from verse 29 is all the words of Moses telling to the Israelites. But it, it was too late, too late because uh, Israelites began reacting by unbelief. Verse 34, what does the Lord say? When the Lord heard what you said, he was angry and solemnly swore, No one from this evil generation shall see the good land I swore to give your ancestors. What he said is that this generation is over. Because of this one event of, not because of this one single event of disobedience, but because. Um, because God saw how wicked the Israelites was throughout all the, the time of wilderness and all this time of event, um, that's the reason why God chose uh, them to die before, before the Promised Land. Verse 36, except Caleb son of Jephunneh, he will see it and I will give him and his descendants the land. He set his feet on because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. So look. So this is the conclusion. My life is not about what I have, what I can do. It's all about my. Uh, it's all about obedience. So what you should fight against is uh, disobedience and rebellion. If you solve these issues, then you will enter into the land of promise. So God promised this new generation. We all should revive in ourselves to raise up the new generation within us. So we should experience this time for the canon to, to prosper within us. 37, because of you, the Lord became angry with me also and said, you shall not enter it either. This is a result of a leader who chose the deceit. It's not like Moses was not able to enter into the land of promise because of uh, Israelites, but, but because of him choosing the deceit by the Israelites. And instead of showing um, God's righteousness, uh, Moses also chose his anger to struck down that, that 
that uh, stone, that rock that God showed. And those two events were What's the meekness? Uh, meekness is the characteristic of, of hearing God's voice clearly, most accurately. And in order to become meek, you should be able to uh, stop hearing from the world, but having this uh, spiritual agility to listen to God's voice, to react to God's voice. Here, but because Moses failed to react to God's voice as quick as possible, if he was to, if he was able to listen to um, God's voice in that those in those events, he was probably able to stop the Israelites from um, choosing that kind of uh, unbelief. So one of the main characteristic God requires from the leaders is the meekness. Uh, Moses lost his qualification of the leader because he was not able to listen to God's voice in those events. Uh, verse 38, But your assistant Joshua, son of Nun, will enter it, encourage him, because he will lead Israel to inherit it. Spiritually, spiritually Moses is a representative of a law, but uh, Joshua was representative of Yeshua, who is of his grace, um, it is right for Moses to die in the wilderness and have Joshua to enter into the promised land. And law is nothing different. The reason why the law is dangerous and law is set up according to the standard of Babylon. It keeps binds you. And unbelief brings deceit and the deceit brings uh, Babylonian standard and slavery mindset and these standards it brings it brings all the functions of the law whether you uh, telling you what to do this is all order so if if the parents live according to uh, unbelief uh, the children shows clear distinct very uh, very clear distincts of function of the law. If you beat your children, um, if, if parents have strong tendency of the law, you tend to, a uh, strong tendency of unbelief, you tend to beat your children. Why? Because you have many standards, what to do and what not to. So it's like this. Whenever you beat your children, never uh, beat them out of your own anger. You should be able to teach them according to, to the Bible. Uh, you have rebelled against me, so this is why I am scolding you. It, it, it should be like this. You should not beat your children according to your anger. Verse 39, and the, and the little ones 
that you said would be taken captive. They will enter the land. Um, your children who do not yet know good from bad. So the distinct distinction between the children and the adults, they they had their own standards. They discerned what is good and what is bad, but it was all according to their standards. So the ones who, the, the little children who did not have their own standard were able to enter into the land of promise. And just like these little children, we should be able to um, have the sight to see everything according to God. Verse 40, But as for you, turn around and set out toward the desert along the route to the Red Sea. Then you replied, We have sinned against the Lord. Of course, this uh, reply itself has nothing wrong. But what matters is that when they have replied like this, when they have said this, with all the, all the unbelief, all the deceit and um, Babylonian standard, now it's not effective for them to reply like this. And even more, in the days of Moses, uh, it is not them to uh, effectively confess their sins and be forgiven. But now we are different, right? Whenever we confess our sin, uh, all our sins are forgiven immediately, right? So what is important for us is to confess our sin. Then you replied, We'll go up and invite as the Lord our God commanded us. So every one of you put on his weapons, thinking it easy. Thinking it easy, it means that they, they thought it according to their own thoughts and considered it easy. So this unbelief and deceit keeps, builds up the standards of Babylon, but still, you still move according to your own thoughts. You need to be able to see how dangerous it is to live according to your own thoughts. In the book of Romans, um, the thoughts of the flesh will, will uh, become an enemy to you. So look, thoughts of unbelief will bring hatred and the ones who have hatred cannot say what is God's will or not because these kind of people cannot hear God's voice because you have deceit. It itself uh, must make you hear uh, the enemy's voice instead of God's voice. That kind of person should not uh, say what is God's will or not. But if you truly live by the Spirit, you should not experience that kind of ups and downs. If, if you understand what's the reason why they, if you, why you cannot enter into Canaan, then instead of telling, telling to the Lord, oh, I will fight or not, but instead you should be able to uh, react directly to the Lord, then I will confess, I will um, repent.
For Israelites, mm, they made a decision according to what is right, according to their own standard. Living by God is never depend. It is never dependent on what we see and what we, what kind of um, circumstances we are in. Verse 42. But the Lord said to me, Tell them, do not go up and fight, because I will not be with you. You will be defeated by your enemies. So up until this point, all the victories that Israelites have experienced is because God was with them. But here, Israelites, they were misunderstanding. They were victorious because they had power. They still thought that they could be victorious against the enemies. In book of Matthew, in Gospel of Matthew, um, nine disciples, when Jesus went up to the mountain to pray with two other disciples, other other disciples down 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 the mountain, um, they were beaten by the demon possessed person. And whenever Jesus came back down, they asked Jesus, "Why?" Why were we not able to um, deliver out the demon? So it's all about me and I. Whether it's 10 years or 20 years in Yeobong Church, it does not matter if it's self-centered. So look, nothing is possible if God is not with you. But Israelites did not know this. Verse 42, um, because I will not be with you. 43, so I told you, but you would not listen. We have been talking about this status of unbelief, but the first thing, the first characteristic of unbelief of Israelites is that they are not listening to the Lord. Shema Israel, Israel is the ones who should listen to the Lord, but they are not listening because they are in the status of unbelief. And they cannot hear. And in Hebrew, the word to hear and to react is the same, to respond is the same. But, but the very first thing that uh, Israelites show, the first characteristic Israelites show is not to hear. They just chose what to hear and what to listen according to their own wants and own needs. And it, appear, it will appear in chapter 5 who is the one who is the Yahweh the one who has Mount Eva and Mount Cream in front of me, who can bring blessing and curse at the same time. 
So at this time, Mount Everest will still be the same curse that is effective. Later on, where does this altar is being built in, in Mount Everest? If you look at it spiritually, it means that Jesus has carried all the curses for us. But if you do not react by faith, it means all the curse is upon us. We should be, we should carry all the curse instead of Him. <laughs> so your life will be ruined. against the Lord's commandment, command and in your arrogance you marched up into hill country. So here you in your arrogance you marched up is in Hebrew here originally it means let's say if you're living spiritually before you do something, before you go somewhere, you discern and you tend to stop. You sense God's spirit of not willing towards something. You sense God's spirit not willing towards that thing. You understand this, right? Whether Even if you cannot discern it clearly, but you sense God's spirit not willing towards something. But here, Israelites um, going up, marching up to the hill country without resistance, it means that um, they were not sensing God at all. So those those who do not sense God, um, do not have God, those who chose to live by unbelief, by deceit, by this um, slavery mindset, then they are the ones who do not have any resistance. It is impossible for people who live by the Spirit to um, live everything according to their, their fleshly instinct, their body, according to their instinct. But it is uh, only possible for them to stop and pause before whatever they do in order to um, discern and sense um, God's will. But everything is possible for the people who, who do not believe in God. Verse 44, The Amorites who live in those hills came out against you. They chased you like a swarm of bees and beat you down from Ser and Ser all the way to Hormah. So it was, it was clear for them to be, be defeated. But let's say if they were victorious there, um, then it's more disastrous for them. You need to be listen to this. Um, if you if you are still successful after um, not living by God, then that's even more dangerous. 
So without God, um, it is better for you to be destroyed. This is something that you guys all agree, right? Let's move on. Verse 45, you came back and wept before the Lord. Here, wept. Uh, there's no problem of the action of weeping itself, but, but the issue was the time. It was too late for them. And in our age, we need to weep, right? If we weep and repent, everything is, is solved, right? But in Moses' era, uh, that was not the case. The Lord did not listen to them. But He paid no attention to your weeping and turned a uh, deaf ear to you. So it means they have now entered into a, a division state, a division state between God's relationship. So we need to uh, keep, we need to keep ourselves from being like this. But us, whenever we pray, what, how he should he react? He should always turn his ear to us, right? Because, and because he is keep turning his ear to us, how can we not pray before him? How can we not weep before him and repent? So we have no other, uh, no difficulties today. All we need to do is just weep before him and bow down before him, right? Then he will go come before us and he will tell us that I will remember your sin no more. Because we have this precious blood of Jesus Christ within us and we need to realize what, how a tremendous privilege it is to live in, in the um, era of Jesus. 46, and so you stayed in cottage many days all the time you spent there. Um, the spies stayed there for 40 days. So here, uh, conclusionally, if you live by unbelief, there's nothing left, there will not be nothing left in your life. If you live by unbelief, everything will be taken away. It's not that you're unfortunate because you don't have, you don't possess anything from the Babylon. All you need is faith. The righteous shall live by faith alone. So all you need to do is to live by faith. Let's pray.